Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Today's been kind of a bummer, Todd. Ask me why. Gee, let me guess. Why, Peter, is today a bummer for you? Well, for one thing, thank you for asking, Todd. It's very oh. sweet of you. Yeah. One of my favorite restaurants is closing. Oh, Happy yes. Gnome is closing in St. Paul. The Happy Dwarf. And someone stole or tried to steal my gummy worms last Shh, night. I know. At the Who Hill Murray Wiper Lake. Yeah, it was I ridiculous. Know. Must have been a Hill Murray fan. I mean, I think I heard the, the kids say, I didn't know they were anybody's, which begs the question, if you didn't know whose they were, why were you? Grabbing right. the bag in the first I place. I mean, did you so buy the worms? Or is if you didn't buy the worms, how do you, why would you ask? I spent two hard-earned Washingtons on those gummy worms. I know you did. And you earned all of them for like a thousand pictures and you got no worms afterwards. Oh, it was crazy. All right. I got that off my chest. How are you, Todd? I'm doing well. Hey, thanks for uh, for asking. Uh, as well as uh, all out there in the podcast world, I'd like to thank you for joining for Her Ice. This is episode number six in our second season. Uh, if this is your first time visiting us, welcome aboard. Um, this is going to be somewhat of a holiday edition since we will not be on the airs next week because we're going to be believe it's next super week. busy with the holiday in the middle of it. But uh, what we are, we're a uh, girls hockey podcast here in the state of Minnesota where we discuss topics that focus on the pucks, the players, the games, the coaches, anything that relates to the coolest game on the earth. Uh, we are broadcasting live at Studio 1A here at the YHH office located in sunny but cold Bloomington, Minnesota. The sun has already started to set. It's it, 212 and the sun is already well, going It's descending, down. but uh, we're not descending on the topic of hockey because we've got some good information coming. We have a lot of reviews. We have players to talk about. But first, we want to give a little plug one of our proud sponsors who is Sniper's Edge. Uh, so if you got I, – I know Peter's got a couple buddies on his beer league. They're, he's like, what do we I love get them Edge. for – Christmas. They're looking to improve their game. How? I got the spot. Sniper's Edge. Who's Edge? You get a tarp, which is great for those guys who work in their basement or their garage. You know why? Because it's so durable and it's easy to be transportable. It rolled up, stores any place, put in the back of your car, back of your Volvo, back of your Vega. It doesn't make a difference. It can be transported any place you need to be to work on your shots. We could bring it right here to the YHH office. No. Yeah, we could shoot it in the main office. I've already got a great shot. Right around the bottles. You could shoot it on the bottles. Deke a bottle here. Work on your pylon moves. My wrister is probably about 30 miles an hour. You're amazing. <laughs> but anyway, for those out there looking for that great gift, there's still got time. I know on our Twitter we've been uh, uh, retweeting anything that comes from Sniper's Edge because they got some great deals right before the Christmas Season is upon us because I know this weekend's going to be the last shopping weekend. So true. don't listen to me anymore. Just visit snipersedgehockey.com. I'm ready to buy one right now. To go get one. Yeah, right. All right, so let's hop right into our uh, our first segment today, which always focuses on the top 10 review of Peter Odney, who works tirelessly. I saw him working tirelessly. at the St. Croix <laughs> Recreational Valley Center on Sunday. Peter, let's talk about the top 10 girls, double hey, uh, A. I'll hit you with some ranks. We have a new team in the top ten. Rozo moves in at number nine after knocking off both Brainerd Little Falls and Wyzetta to make their first foray into the ratings this year. Welcome. Uh, we mentioned last week that Maple Grove had a chance to move up with a couple of big games this week against um, Andover, and there was somebody else that they're playing this week. Wyzetta. They played Wyzetta Friday. Wyzetta. That's who it was. Yep. Team so effort. They – 
halted at number six, losing to Andover last night. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Uh, in Class 1A, nothing has changed at all. I tried to add a new number five team to the mix in Alexandria. Everything on the Minnesota State High School League website told me that they were in Class 1A Section 6. Apparently, that is not the case. So, Class 1A only had four teams. Breck 1, Warroad 2, Lourdes 3, Nonwestonka 4. I know, looking for number five, but again, we've talked about that single A here and there. South St. Paul might be number five because they just knocked off Matamidi last night. Yes, who has been on a hot streak lately. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's been it's been a little crazy watching the, on the on the A side for example. And I even saw on the U side too. I know that uh, YHH and Tony Scott actually had skipped a spot. I can't remember what <gasps> level it was, where it was like either Pee Wee's maybe or it was Bantams or somebody. But all of a sudden it was went from like five six to. Or five and six was like missing, or they couldn't find a number seven. They're like yep, numbers are numbers are weird. We're not gonna we're not gonna rank anybody right there because the top five or top six did great things and they stand put, and then the bottom three were either changing over or somebody moved up, and then that seven spot was like, mm, we really got nobody this seven. Up right until publishing on the class one A rankings, I had literally typed. Number one, Breck. Breck is Breck. Number two, Warroad. Warroad is Warroad. And I was just going to skip those two teams. It's not a lot to say. Breck and Warroad are going to be number one from here until the end of time. What could actually derail those two trains? Think about it. I mean, this is this is off script, off topic. What could actually derail them? I mean, and then they also have the double A. You've got Andover, Idana, and Blake going to be top three all year long. They're going to flip-flop maybe one or two spots. But what could possibly derail them? In class 1A? Yeah like mass suspension or illness the illness? plague essentially the plague and an act of whatever god you choose to worship hey southwest suburbans taking you know they're they're uh, battling that uh Nobody, and Chan high school are battling it wiper lake their hockey team the boys are battling it maybe it could be the plague or the flu epidemic everybody, everybody has everybody has the flu everybody that i talked to last night at the white bear hill Murray boys game talking like this. why are they at the game then they're spreading the virus that, that's why I don't like walking close to locker rooms because I feel like I'm going to walk away with oh, but six the germs die in the flu. coldness. They're supposed to, I guess. Something let's, like that. So let's uh, let's move on to segment number two. Let's do that. All right. So let's uh, we're going to hit the blitz. Last week we uh, we did a little something different. We'd like the to blitz. change it up. So hope you guys like your changes. We um, we did a quick blitz. So we talked about six games that were coming up that we wanted to chat about. And then we rapid-fired who, how they did, and so uh, who we thought was going to win. So let's see how we did. First of all, uh, Thursday night we had three games. We had uh, Benilde at Edina. We both took Edina. Hornets won 4 nothing. Uh, next one was going to be Forest Lake at Andover. He took the Huskies. I took the upset. Andover won 3-1. to one. Uh, The next one that we talked about was Mound West Tonka was traveling to Hutchinson Hutchinson. recently after the Nickums had transferred, so that was an interesting piece. True. We both took Hutch. MWs won. Yeah. They won 3-2, so um, we didn't do very good in that department, so we thought actually Hutchinson was going to – Hutchinson's been on such a roll, so that was – That's a big win for Mound That was a big win. I don't want – I'm not going to use the word upset because – it's Both are good upset. teams, so there's no upsets. It's the Titans. Fair. Uh, as Peter spoke before, anything Thursday? Any shocks there you want to talk about quick? No. Anything to visit that speaks for itself? I don't think so. I've, we've got a Tuesday night review coming up, okay. and those had some more right. exciting scores. We'll let that stay right there. 
Uh, then Friday night, there was Maple Grove travel to Wyzetta. As he said before, Maple Grove had a couple big tests this week. Uh, we both said the Grovers are going to win, and sure enough, they did win 4-1. to one. Uh, And then Friday, uh, Saturday night, there was two big mega matchups. You had the Blake-Breck matchup, which is always a dandy. Um, he took Blake. I took Breck. He won by yeah. only one goal, 5-4. Not a surprise, but I was hoping to Breck maybe with a mini upset. Obviously, they're the single A. But it's always their um, their big sister that they want to try to knock down if possible. It's a good showing for a Class One A school. I don't oh, care who it is. Easily, and then of course uh, Eden Prairie play hosted the Hornets. The Hornets eked eked out a two one victory over the Eagles. Uh, of course, he won because he likes to go with the averages and he goes with Las Vegas. I went the mini upset. Even wasn't much of an upset, but still, an up is an up. So uh, going through that, uh, Peter did pretty pretty well. He got all of them right except for the Hutchinson game. I went and, four and one, uh, five and one. Yes, I know. And I uh, I went upset, so I didn't do as well as uh, you did. So How'd you do? A, I want you to um, tell me. I want you to say it out loud. Uh, Edina got one, and then uh, Maple Grove was two, and that's all I got. Two and four. Two and four. Todd. Stay hot. Todd. Stay hot. What are you that's right. doing? Uh, speaking of staying hot, one team that's uh, staying mucho fuego right now has got your uh, northern suburban Andover Huskies. Last night they had a nice test. I think I can easily say that that was a nice test Maple playing Grove, against Maple yeah. Grove. Uh, we'll quick talk about that. We're going to talk about three games from last night that we thought were kind of important games. Uh, this was an important game because obviously Maple Grove came out of it with only now had their one loss of the season, but now they've got two. But still, a good showing for them. Uh, Maple Grove goalie Brooke Casibo uh, had 35 saves and only given up. She only gave up two goals, so that was impressive on her side because uh, obviously the last one was an empty netter for Andover. But at, at the same time, no really big big power numbers in that one. Usually Andover's been just whooping through that. You know, either Jamie Nelson's got, you know, four or five points or Peyton Hemp's got a bunch or Sarah Kaiser. But this one, Issa Gettle actually had a goal and assist, and that was like the, the biggest point person of the night. Um, obviously, another big one to talk about is Amanda Pelkey, who had 18 saves, and she got the shutout. But I think the, the big piece to throw out, to pull out of this one is the fact that Maple Grove was tied 0-0 going into the third period. So they were hanging with Andover for sure, and I'm sure Andover was ripping out all their three solid lines or four. So Maple Grove probably just ran a little bit of steam, and then Andover scored two goals, and then obviously an empty netter to make it a three-goal finish. So good showing for Maple Grove. They obviously have to know what they have to work on to get to the next level. Yeah, I think they might have provided a blueprint to uh, slow down the Huskies' top line, though, holding them to just two goals. Oh, for sure. Two for goals sure. in the third period. The empty netter, it counts on the scoreboard, but you know, take it with a pound of salt. 35 saves. That's still impressive against that squad. Still impressive. Moving on to another impressive goaltending performance. Bryn Dulock, the Cornell commit the junior from Minnetonka, posts a 36-save shutout over as the Skippers defeat Eden Prairie 4-0 last night. Uh, big takeaway for me in this game, Eden Prairie goes 0-5 for 5 on the power play. In a game against Ouch. a team Ouch. as powerful as Minnetonka, you cannot not capitalize on special teams opportunities uh even if they converted just one or maybe two uh two power plays according to the final score it wouldn't have got them the win but it could have made the game a little bit closer and you never know you score on the power play you shift momentum so big game for Bryn Dulock scoring for the skippers Lacey Martin Maggie Nicholson Olivia Meredith and Rory Gilday had a goal and three assists for four total points the usual usual suspects pulling it out from Minnetonka Yep, 
so very much so. Uh, next game we want to talk about real quick here is going to be the North Wright County Wyzetta game. Riverhawks. Definitely a good game for both teams. Again, it's going to be a big powerhouses. I think it's a good showing for North Wright County as that was uh, in their home rink, if you would. Uh, I, I believe that was up in St. Michael. Uh, so the Nighthawks, I'm sorry, <laughs> the Nighthawks. <laughs> it was at night, so they were the Nighthawks. They're technically the Riverhawks, which is one of my favorite um Nicknames in the cities. I think it's the most creative. I think so. It's, you're taking the entire county. You're just putting some names together. So, uh, anyway, so the the night uh, <laughs> river, the Hawks. I just call them the Hawks. Hawks with a six four victory over Wyzetta. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main player in that one is uh, Mackenzie Borgere. I hope I always say, I always say if I'm going to say that right, but uh, so she's a senior and she's committed to St. Cloud State University. Uh, she was a big one last night. She had three goals. She had the third only only goal in the third period which was one stat that kind of popped to me because it was two two after one. So both of them was it was still a tight uh, tight matchup. And then um, North Wright got three goals, the last three goals in the third period to take that five four win, and then I mean five four lead, and then North Wright got the one goal from Borgeray in the third to kind of make the even. That was actually late. It was like almost less than a minute left in the, in the game. So um, still that was a non-empty netter, so that was the sealer right there. Uh, don't want, I also want to give some credit out there to uh, Gretchen Branton from Wyzetta. She had two goals and one, and one assist. She's a Clarkson commit, a junior. So uh, big one. I mean, Wyzetta now has lost two big ones in a row. They lost to uh, Maple Grove on Friday and then losing to North Wright County on Saturday. But I don't think Wyzetta is in any hard shape with those no. two losses. I mean, it hurts in the standings, but uh, that's going to make him stronger as the season goes on. So, Can I just LOL at the fact for a second that Wyzetta had to travel to Monticello for a conference game? That's, LOL. That's, 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 oh, my goodness. That's pretty – Western Suburbs get. I'm not sure about how what your furthest conference game that you had when you're growing up or as a youth, but we always joke about, uh, especially like in the D6, which is the southwest corner, where you have to travel to Waconia or you got to travel to Chanhassen or you got to travel to Shakopee or New Prague, Gosh. or all in the same district feels as Edina, like Eden Prairie, and Minnetonka. Talk about getting a hotel for a regular season. Close game. to. Not quite the St. Croix uh, Rec Valley or Valley Rec <laughs> Center, but where we just spent the last pretty much lived four days lived all lives. last weekend. All right, hey, speaking of living, we had a we had a we were coming to the next our sec, next segment. I'm sorry, which is our stars of the week. Uh, we got some players who are definitely living large as they had some really really big weeks since the last time that we chatted with you. Uh, first one, we're gonna do something a little different. We're gonna we're gonna bring up some goalies who I'm gonna call them radar goalies. The reason I call them a radar goalies is these are goalies who you have maybe heard of, but I want you to start putting them on your radar because they are putting some teams in positions this year that they have got more notoriety uh, than they have had in the, in the past. Uh, the one school we'll talk about right away is going to be Hutchinson Tigers, uh, and they are led by junior goalie Hannah Ladwig. Uh, now, I think the biggest thing that, that popped to me that kind of sh- stroked my interest was, you know, uh, and over one last night, so you got you know Pelkey. She got 11th win. I'm like, I'm just curious about other goalies who are doing well this year. Let's talk. And so that's what we're doing, trying to find some other goalies who are getting some great numbers, but they're also on really really good teams. So let's talk about Hannah Ladwig, who's a junior again from Hutchinson. Her record this year is 10 and 2. She has uh, 1.85 save. I'm um, sorry, goals allowed. Not too shabby under two in that really tough North Wright County. And then she's a save percentage of 921. She has faced and she saved 250. 
eight saves. So Ladwig is in, a, in is doing well, as Hutchinson is doing extremely well, even though they did lose uh, to Mount West Tonka last week. But if the Tigers are going to make a deep run in Section 2, it'll likely come down to Ladwig as a key factor. Oh, easily, easily. And defense wins championships. That's I, I preach that. I know all the people have said that, but when you've got great goaltending, uh, that definitely is going to do some good things for you. We can look, look at, at White Bear last year. Look at Calla White Bear. Frank. Calla Frank took him all the way. I mean, she was a shutout queen for a long time. Olivia Kuntz, how well she did with the Waro taking him as far as they did. Another goal we want to bring up to you is all, is a senior uh, at Apple Valley, Kenny Allen. Now, we've talked about Apple Valley before in that South Suburban uh, <laughs> boxing match he got down the boxing conference. Uh, Kenny's put up some great numbers as well. I mean, uh, she's obviously one of the good reasons why, not just the Moran sisters at Apple Valley, but um, her record currently is 10-2, same as Ladwig's. She's uh, made 295 saves. Uh, so obviously her save percentage is gonna be a little higher, is a little higher, and as well as her GAA, which is one five seven, that's a little lower, and her save percentage is nine uh, nine thirty nine. So she's almost saving ninety four percent of uh, shots being shot. So not too bad there at all. Oh, and she's another, played, she's played every minute this season. She's a, she's, I mean, she's a senior, so she's I mean, they're gonna, just they're gonna ride, they're gonna ride Allen's performance for oh, the season, aren't they? And one more goalie we want to mention out there, too, is going to be senior uh, goalie for Faribault, Michaela Bonner. Uh, so, obviously, we've talked about Olivia Williamson many, many times, well, the, the star uh, scorer for the Falcons. But another reason why Falcons are doing well is not just because Williamson can probably put up four or five points a night. <laughs> it's because Bonner's you know, doing a great job in the net. So, she is 9-2 this year. A uh, very similar record to the other gals. Uh, she's got 231 saves, a little fewer saves, but she has a lower GAA of 127. And her save percentage is 943, and she's got four shutouts. So Michaela is doing a great job. So there's three goalies I want to make sure that you put on your radar. I know you raise your hand because you want a pen to write these down. So No, you, I just I have a fun stat. Oh, you have a fun stat? I have a fun stat. Stat of the about day. About Michaela Bonner. Rip it. So they have two losses this season, and neither of them could be attributed to Michaela Bonner. Of course not. In their first loss, she stopped 25 out of 28 shots. And in Faribault's second loss, she stopped 39 out of 44 shots. So even taking the L, Michaela Bonner has proved herself to be a standout netminder. She has. Thank you for that because you know what? I love the numbers and I love furiously giving Googling. some love for – Yeah, furiously Googling. And I, I stalled. No, I'm kidding. I, I just read. He's a, he's a quick <laughs> Googler. That's what it is. Another star we want to mention that has uh, – that's kind of rebounded, if I can say it, or not rebounded, maybe resurrected this year is Jenna Ruiz Ooh. for Egan. Uh, she's a senior. It's going to be going to Franklin Pierce next year. Uh, the reason I want to bring her up is because last night she had a hat trick against Shakopee. So I gave the Eagles a 5-2 victory. And then I said, wait a minute. Didn't she recheck my notes? She had a hat trick the game before against Prior Lake in a 5-4 victory. So kudos to Jenna, who uh, is have was going through a great week where she's got back-to-back hat tricks as the Egan, uh, Eagles, uh, Wildcats, I'm sorry, have now won two games in a row, and they're going to slowly climb up those standings in the South Suburban Conference. you got which, Apple Valley on the brain, man. I do, I do. Maybe they combine. They're the Wild Eagles. I don't know. Um, another player I want to mention out there too, and this is a little kudos because uh, being an Austin former Austin Packer uh, is a, a gal by the name of uh, Kate Holtz, who is down in Austin. She's a forward. Uh, last week they played a game against Wasika. Now Austin doesn't have a great record there in the tough Big Nine conference, as we said before. As I mentioned before, Faribault's in that conference, so Faribault's kind of is taking is running away with that conference, but. The great thing about Katie is she had a great game against Wasika. They did win 13-5, to so the numbers are a little staggering. But 
also, she had a game of a lifetime where she had four goals and five assists in that game, and there's been only three other players in the state, state Minnesota history that have scored nine points. So she is in some uh, elite category. Not the most points ever scored in a girls game. That was 11, but still great for her to get uh, nine points in that game for her and the Packers. So kudos to Kate Holtz and her great game against Wasika last uh, week. She's behind a little someone people might know, the Chrissy Wendell. The Chrissy Wendell? The Chrissy Wendell. 11 points in a game. I don't yes. know if anyone's going to catch that. They will. Of course, that was also, what, 99, 98 right in there? But uh, somewhere but in there, someplace in there. So that was uh, we're kind of we're we're joking about that a little bit, just because uh, we're talking about the number of teams that were last year. And um, uh, when she was playing, I should say the last when she was playing, there just was as many great high school girls teams. Yeah, you're and, probably playing the same twelve teams, you know? Yeah, pretty close, but still. So that's the the competition's amped up, and so it's. I think those numbers are really gaudy, and it'll be tough to kind of get back to those. So, all right, uh, let's move on to a little topic that uh, kind of sparked us from last night. Uh, uh, Peter was at a high school game. I was at a high school game, and it sparked us a conversation about um, uh, about younger players and girls playing up and your thoughts about playing eighth and ninth graders who should maybe be playing U15 or coaches. Are they quick to bring up great players just because they, they want the numbers or they want the speed? What are your thoughts about bringing up younger players and playing varsity or JV? I think that it entirely depends on the situation. I think that a lot of coaches take the line that I'm going to play these young girls. They're going to get 26 games under the belt, 25 in the regular season, and then the one uh, postseason game. And then next year they'll have 26 games. They'll kind of understand what the what the process is. But if you if you employ that philosophy and you have seniors who aren't getting to play and you are – losing significantly if your record is nowhere close to where you want it to be I don't think you have anything to lose by playing those seniors and it, this might sound a little contrary to all of my other philosophies regarding hockey but reward them for the work that they put in and for the time that they've spent with the program and sometimes you have to admit to yourself that a state tournament is not in the cards for us a section title not even close a section win maybe and I think that there's honor, I guess, honor and pride in admitting where your team is and instead of chasing dreams that will never come true, at least for this season, to reward the hard work of upperclassmen. I'll go from the other side of it too, and I'm not trying to be a pessimistic, I'm not trying to get a I'm not trying to be a get off my lawn guy. No, but I'm it's, that guy. it's tough. Yeah, you do that very well. <laughs> it's tough from a a parents or a kids when they're like a senior, I know. A couple of parents that I talked to last night, and I've talked to them last week, and actually, um, when we're in Stillwater, it's tough when you've got younger kids who are playing up. That, and, and to be honest, and I'm not disrespecting anybody, but some of them just kind of look a little lost, outsized, outstrength, outskated, muscled off pucks. So you could see sometimes that younger, that youngness, that, and it's not immaturity, but it's sometimes the game is a little faster than they're anticipating. And so it's it's some serious growing pains. And so if you're a senior parent or senior player or junior player for that much, man, and you're expecting them to be in position A and they're they're still in position B and C and they're not really sure how to get to A and they, they see it in practice, but game time situation, it's they freeze up, they get knocked off the puck. Um, they don't have the strength or the size, and they're like, holy cow. 
Um, and, and you might have a group that are just not going to get big. They're not going to be tall. They're not going to be as fast as the group before. They're not going to have a lot of scoring. Um, so you're trying to put things together and trying to get any kind of piece you can to kind of make the team better this year or for long case. I know coaches are not thinking about this year. Yeah, you want to be like, I want to do it for my seniors this year, but they also have to think about their jobs and the program, which is going to be a four- to five-year process and so it's it's mixed emotions when a team is struggling and they got a lot of young kids that look like they're clueless and they're out they're outplayed or out muscled or outshined um so it, it's tough for that side and so you're like why do we bring these kids up they, they, they're not you know i hear that from parents they, they don't they don't understand the game they're in the wrong spots they look like a deer in the headlights so like you know i, I just thought about you know that last night i was talking to some parents and it's, it's frustrating from their side to see like what do we do next when you just hope that those young players don't lose confidence from right. getting knocked around so much yep exactly so so it's a good topic for conversation sometimes you get that star player that's an eighth grader and she's shining and you got for example you got a josie st martin out in stillwater you know or eighth grade and she's doing Michaela amazing Moran. michaela oh, moran a seventh grader so it's like, holy mackerel. Mind you, that's a dime a dozen. You're going to see those. But yeah. um, it's not going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, will you play 15s? You're going to play, you know, JV or varsity. So, all right, uh, let's scooch over to our next topic, which is a fan favorite here, and it's my favorite, the three questions on yeah. to Peter. We're going to try to burn through these. We're running low on, uh, on battery. We're being honest. So we're, yeah. we're not trying another, to dish Another your... podcast from YHH seems to chew through battery life. We do it, but we're gonna we're gonna go as best we can. All right, first first question, Peter. What is your favorite sandwich shop? Oh my gosh, where's a place that you were like, oh, that is a drop dead best place to get a good sandwich? Jersey Mike's. For real? Yeah, Jersey Mike's. I rarely go there because they're not everywhere, but Jersey Mike's. I was hoping it'd be like a local joint, not a franchise. But no, that's no. your sandwich. I'm not gonna dish your sandwich. If I go to a local joint, I'm probably gonna get something better than a sandwich. That's probably true. Yeah. I love Herbert and Gerberts because I went to school in St. Cloud State. So I also enjoy Herbert and Gerberts, but they're not as plentiful as a Jersey Mike's, which oh, are already Bony Billy scary. is just dynamite. <laughs> Day-old bread is awesome. All right, number two, uh, who would you like to sing or do a Christmas album or a Christmas cover album, like a, a person who has not sung one before or somebody that you like, that you like to hear them do, for example, like a Christmas cover album? Do they have to be alive? No. Okay, Danny Kay. Ooh. I'm pretty sure he's already done one, but I love Danny Kay. White Christmas is one of my favorite movies, not just one of my favorite holiday movies. So Danny Kay, Danny Kay would be. Would be I was thinking guy. Johnny Cash was my route because we were singing that before. I'm like, I wonder if Johnny Cash does a Christmas album. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> that would be the most depressing Christmas album. No, he'd be he'd bring some happy you and know, some rockabilly in there. So. Darkness. No, he'd be dressed in black. That's I mean, you do that every day. That's I am wearing all black today. Always is. All right, question number three. Have you ever? Known about a Christmas gift yep. before you got it, and then you had to fake the surprise. I did. My parents got me a Playmobil pirate ship. Oh, I remember when those. I was like 10, and I found it in their closet because I was a little snoop. And um, I was always home from school in the afternoon, and I had from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock by myself because my parents both worked. And I found my pirate ship. One year, and then I felt so bad for looking that I told my dad that I found the pirate ship. Oh, look at you. I you know. Ca- you came clean. The, gu- the guilt just washed over me. I was drowning in guilt from seeing the pirate ship. One year, my sister and I, we found my- where my mom was keeping gifts, and she used to be one where she we'd shake the gifts. And we're like, oh, that one's got my name. That's got yours. I've got six. <laughs> you've got four. So then she started numbering them. Number one from mom. Number two from mom. So then we found out what we got. Oh, and no. so that year, somehow we had found them in her- where she hit them, and then all of a sudden, when we opened them, we're like, Yay, look look what I got. It was like the worst Christmas ever. 
no surprise. You learned at that point not to. I did. To sneak I learned, like, you know what? I, that's why I love surprises. Don't tell me. I mean, if it's a good surprise, bad surprises, obviously, we want to stay away from. But. The counting thing is funny. I have eight nieces and nephews, and whenever we had all of them for Christmas, we don't usually have all of them. Four of them live in California. Anyway, whenever they're over, when they were about a certain age, they would start poking around the bottom of the tree. And if one of them had more gifts than the other one, oh, no matter what the other one mutiny. had, it was. Why does Emily have seven and I only have six? Well, buddy, one of yours is slightly larger than. Oh, that's not fair. So it's really good preparation. I for spent parenthood. the same amount of money on both you kids. I got five. She got seven. I wanted that one. You can trade it later when I'm not looking. So. <laughs> Uh, on that note, happy holidays! Happy holidays! This will be again like we will not be having a podcast next week because of the It'll holiday. Be Christmas Day, that'll <laughs> be Christmas Day, and I, we'll I be think, in different states. Believe it or not, Tony Scott gave us a day off, so I'm excited about my day off. It's crazy! I'll be back in Prior Lake. I was going to say it's eight a.m. December twenty no, sixth. No, the first game's at uh, ten o'clock. So yeah, which means we have got to be there at eight. Anyway, <laughs> it's a high school game, so it's not so bad. But anyway, but we want to wish all of you uh, a happy holiday season. Uh, enjoy the time together with family. I know gifts are cool, but remember um, the reason for the season and enjoy the time that you have together for family. Because you know what, you might be at a rink, but it's nice to get out of a rink and just kind of hang out. Even if you're watching a movie like we do, or you're playing cards, or you're seeing crazy Uncle David. <laughs> the sixth round and watches like a sappy chick flick. Hey, at least it's family, so you can't get them back. Yeah. All right. So thanks, Peter, for everything that you've said today, whether thanks it was smart or not bright. And uh, It's mostly not bright. It was super bright. It was like a bright light, which was one of my favorite gifts from Santa Claus was a bright, a light bright. <laughs> so anyway, hey, this is Todd Hawk. Thank you for listening to Her Eyes because it's, it's not, not his eyes. eyes. Hey, take care of yourself and each other. Enjoy the family time. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Talk to you next time. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool